Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. KMOX remembers the Great Flood of 1993. We turn our focus to the historic town of Kimswick with its 200 or so residents who saved themselves from certain ruin 30 years ago. Known today for the Apple Butter Festival and the Blue Owl Restaurant and Bakery, would Kimswick even be on the map without the flood? KMOX's Stuart McMillan reports. Just after the 4th of July, 1993, Kimswick was already sandbagging a barrier around the Jefferson County town in hopes of saving it. We were one of the only little towns along the Mississippi that did not flood. Mary Hostetter, retired owner of the Blue Owl. We moved out actually on July 5th, so everything you see in this building, including the big round table, it was taken apart in so many pieces. Uh, it's huge. It's 102 inches across, I believe. And, I mean, they had to take it apart and that we had movers here. They helped us all the staff. Staff helped us. They were taking everything and packing it up to get it out of the building as fast as they could because they said the water was going to definitely come in. Well, as fast as we were moving out, everybody was volunteering to build the levee right behind our building. They decided to build it behind the Blue Owl and the shops here only because it was the street closest to Rock Creek. So because of that, the water was going to hit this part first. So they decided to build the levee, the width of the street and the height to withstand a 50-foot crest. And the water actually got to 49.9. So when the National Guard came in and they were here for a lot of that two-month period and they were walking the levee every night just checking it for breaches or cracks or whatever. And um, I remember at the last minute they came and they said, we really see a lot of seepage going on and we really don't think the levee's going to hold any longer. So we have to get out of this town. And chances are if that levee breaks, the entire town will be wiped away. However, building the levee was not without controversy. Some homes were left out, like for the Cagle family. Friends and neighbors, Skip and Connie Schmidt, fought to save those homes on the flood side of the levee. The leaders of the town, the mayor and the aldermen at that time, had a hard decision to make, and it was a decision that did not go the Kegel way. And we were very close friends with the Kegels as he grew up with all of them, went to school with all of them. It was a big family, and they decided to build the levee down Mill Street. One reason, because it was too wet on the other side of the homes, they knew that we would probably lose those two homes, but they had to make a decision for the greater good, I guess. And so they 
did that. They built the levee there, and they called the National Guard. The National Guard told everybody to move all their things out of their shops, out of their restaurant. The whole bit, the National Guard did take residents into the old house restaurant. And so they emptied that all out except for a few things, and that's where the National Guard stayed. And at night, different residents around town let them bunk at their spare rooms. So we got very close to to the National Guardsmen. Now, the bad thing about what had happened with them building the levee, of course, you don't want people on the levee and you don't want them sightseers and, and tearing up the levee. That was going to save the town. Well, they weren't very gracious to the Kegels. And they were constantly on us about staying off the levee and basically we told them what they could do with their suggestion and we built a sandbag wall to try and save both those places. And we did for a very long time. Very long. What were they threatening you with? Saying, like, we're going to arrest you if you go yeah, over there? Correct. Oh, yeah. Yes, they had signs up there. They would not let us get sandbags. Like, they would have sandbags be brought in. People would want to help us, and they would not let us take sandbags over. A day before the levee broke in Valmire, Illinois, bringing relief to the rising waters in Kimswick, their homemade wall crumbled, filling the homes left out of the protection area with water. As the floodwaters went down, a woman who frequented Kimswick heard about the Kegel story and talked with her well-off aunt in Texas. They sent a big crew to Missouri to help them rebuild. These people that came, they, they would work on the house all day. They jacked it up, right? They did another concrete wall inside of the basement. Foundation inside the foundation. Redid that because it was, it was just coming down. It was a bad thing for a while because the Kegels did have a handicapped son and and the mom was taking care of him and she, her mental state at the time, losing her house, trying to take care of this and that was pretty much for her. Um, they did have one brother down in Peebley that was fighting the flood. They had another brother that was up in St. Charles fighting the flood with his in-laws. So thank goodness they had a lot of friends. And, and it really... And these folks from Texas. Oh, that's incredible. They, they were incredible. I mean, they came with trailer loads of two-by-fours and, and drywall. And, you know, people would just come by and say, can we help out? You know, I'm a carpenter. I have today off. I'm, I'm, let's help. Same way with when we were sandbagging. People would just come by and give us food and, and say, here, we see you down here. And... And those homes left out are still standing today. Following the flood of 93, Kimswick's popularity jumped significantly after all the press about the threatening flood and with a new creation whipped up in the bakery of the Blue Owl. Inspired by the levee that held back the mighty Mississippi floodwaters, Mary Hostetter came up with a pie that commemorated the miracle the saving of Kimswick. So we took the Tupperware lettuce keeper, the green bowl, and we filled it with sliced apples all the way to the top, and then we inverted it into a pie crust. And we had this big mound of apples. It took 18 apples to fill that bowl and to invert it like we did. And then we put a top crust over that, added more apples and put a top crust over it. And then when it came out of the oven and we saw My mouth it, is watering yeah, right now. Yeah, right. Keep to, going, keep right. going. This is great. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and so we had we thought, well, that doesn't look exactly like the levee. Uh, maybe we need to add something to the top. So we decided that we would add caramel, melted caramel, with chopped pecans inside of it, and it would be the caramel pecan topping on the Levy High Apple Pie. So it's now called the Levy High Caramel Apple Pecan Pie, and it has traveled around the world. You know, we have a shipping department that ships thousands and thousands of Levy High Apple Pies. Oprah chose it in uh, 2011, I believe. It was one of her top 100 things for the holidays, and it became number seven out of the 100. And then, of course, I got to teach Paula Dean all about it when I was on her show in Savannah, Georgia in 2007. In 2006, Jamie and Bobby Dean came to the Blue Owl, and I was able to teach them right here in the Blue Owl with all the customers looking on. And the, the Today Show has had the apple pie on three times, I believe. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. The Food Network magazine, you name it, it's all happened here. And we've just been so blessed and peeled so many apples. <laughs> the Blue Owl was able to reopen at the end of August of 1993 as the flood levee still remained there just outside of the restaurant. And inside, they were making their now-famous Levy High apple pie. Hostetter retired in 2022 and left the business to her daughter. For Total Information AM, I'm Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.